Russia keeps launching missiles and drones at Ukraine's critical energy infrastructure, and has already created three total blackouts in Ukraine. This meant making Ukraine surrender, and presumably negotiate. But we choose to stay cold or dark, but with no Russians. And today we will talk about what solutions we've come to and why this won't help Russia. Hello and welcome, this is the Solutions from Ukraine podcast, which is brought to you by the Rubrica Media Outlet. My name is Vladislav Faraponov, I'm the co-host of this podcast and also an analyst at Internews Ukraine, a Ukrainian media NGO. And I'm joined by my colleague Anastasia Rudenko, who is editor-in-chief of the independent all-Ukrainian Rubrica Media Outlet. And before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can support us at Patreon. Hello, Nastya. Hello, Vlad, and to those listening to us. Today we will try to launch our next episode. Try as we hope batteries will be well charged by the end of it. Yes, and uh, as as we are making this episode, uh, Ukraine is still working to restore critical uh, supplies. Uh, actually, four days have passed since uh, the November 23 attacks. And right now, uh, for example, it is really an issue to have... Uh, Uh, normal connection and uh, electricity in Ukraine and uh, um, like uh, for now we d- we don't have electricity and uh, and we are making this podcast in complete darkness um, like um, in its real meaning yes so on the morning of November 24th the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant resumed its operation after another one of the most significant attacks on Ukraine's energy systems. It was the first nuclear power plant, but uh, the Russians controlled it for a long time. This means that another three nuclear power plants in Rivne, Pivdenukrainsk and Khmelnytsky have not been operating at that time. This is probably the first time when all this happened at once. Yes, and this blackout was not so massive at first glance, but um, at the same time, uh, um, I can say that the only difference is that um, uh, basically the one uh, the previous week, um, it, it targeted not so many civilian infrastructure objects, but at the same time, the most violent uh, attack this week was in Vizhgorod, in Kyiv region. Uh, almost at the very suburb of Kyiv, uh, we'll post uh, the link uh, of our own pictures from uh, from there, but uh, the attack was really horrible. So, in today's episode, we'll mostly speak about business and how, and how they are adapting to this reality. And it is evident and ordinary that, life and people's ordinary life. Yeah, it is also evident that many retail companies, many networks of malls and others, cafes, restaurants, are welcoming Ukrainians to host them and let them charge phones, laptops, uh, do their uh, their work and um, and others. And also, also, it is really important to get some uh, warmth. It suddenly became pretty cold. Actually, not suddenly. I mean, October was pretty warm. In Ukraine and the beginning of November too, but this temperature is quite normal for Ukraine during this season. So Russia wants us to live in the cold and darkness, 
but uh, basically, why now, Nastya? What do you think? In my view, there are three important things to understand in that regard as well. First, uh, Russians even don't deny that they attack energy infrastructure to make Kyiv negotiate. Second, uh, these blackouts came after the tremendous success of Ukraine's armed forces in the south, which resulted in the deoccupation of Kherson, the only regional city Russians had controlled since the early days of war. Yeah, so it's like their revenge for our resilience. But poor and miscalculating indeed. It is also very interesting that Russians claim that it is Ukrainians who actually don't want to negotiate. But one should ask if Russia intends to negotiate, why why does it still attack? And secondly, why uh, it attacks energy infrastructure that targets uh, the um, connection, I mean, um, I mean, connection networks, electricity and heat and, and water. Uh, because Russia wants Ukrainians to panic, perhaps, leave the country and make our government surrender. Absolutely. And more essential, in my view, is that businesses, society and the government are working together right now. It is a feeling of one single mechanism. We have witnessed such at the very beginning of the war. Ukrainians came up with a slogan. If choosing between no light and no Russians, the answer is obviously the second. So what about large businesses? What solutions have been found? You know, I would also add that launching um, a generator is not easy. It's uh, evident for for business, for ordinary people, and you cannot put it inside. It is it is very important, of course. Not every every cafe in Kiev, let's say, can do that technically. Uh, not to mention that it is harder to obtain uh, it in the regions, especially in the regions close to the front. Uh, like they have other stuff uh, uh, to worry about. Um, I imagine my uh, my native town Mykolaiv uh, right now, uh, and um, like um, for for some reasons uh, they they didn't have such issues with the light, but at the same time uh, they still uh, have uh, have Russians actually nearby. So in relatively safe regions, uh, actually businesses offer clients to get to their places and work in the cafes. For example, Ukraine's largest retail company, which is called Rozetka, it means a plug in Ukrainian, is absolutely okay with people boiling their kettles inside and making st- steaks, for example. Um, it, it, is, uh, it is the case um, like the CEO of the company, he posted this story on Facebook. Um, a woman came and asked if she could put some uh, some mincer on the table. Um, actually, presumably, it became dark in her apartment and she went uh, on a store um, and uh, perhaps didn't find uh, any other appropriate place. Such stories are very, very common right now. And it's like a remarkable example of... Um, of finding uh, the way out of difficult and uh, at first glance unmanageable situation perhaps. Also, Ukraine's largest uh, private post company, Nova Posta, declared that people are welcome 
it doesn't matter if they are sending or receiving packages or not uh, to charge what they need uh, to basically to get some to get some warm uh, and and others like to understand uh, basically what is Rosetka and Novoposhta it's like Walmart and Meyer in the United States those two are very popular and, and very common so the major solution like for businesses for people is uh, a generator as uh, as we have mentioned it is a relatively small machine which provides electricity to the building it is loud and it needs gas some oil uh, as it has an engine so you can imagine how costly it is for businesses first to purchase it then have enough gas and um, we, we also um, should understand that the gas prices uh, actually rose in spring too yes and we see another problem for business uh, more people are coming to cafes and restaurants for work so at first it means seats are occupied but people do not order many meals they rather stay and this leads to other issues too in particular people are coming with laptops charging their cell phones but they do not purchase too much or as much as they could before and they sit here here for a long time let's not forget when there is an air rate alert all such businesses should be closed yes and i would also add that uh, there have been lots of businesses like that in kiev uh, in particular um, which may be called responsible business from a social point of view. The idea is that businesses should combine profitable activities with activities that benefit the society. And let's say about Kyiv, many saw their social mission in that too. But the mission now has been changed to provide light and heating. So it is a problem for some businesses while others can obtain more blankets and other stuff, for example. It sounds strange at first, uh, but it is real. It is the issue that uh, now Ukrainians uh, face every day. What is more, barbecue-equipped restaurants continue working. The barbecue menu was popular even before the electricity problems, and now it is a real hit. Meat, fish, vegetables and shawarma on the grill are in great demand. And for example, the Pesto Cafe chain has developed a separate special menu in case of a long-term power outage. It has a variety of salads, meat and cheese sets, pies and cheesecakes and hot tea while the thermal pot is warm. We will post the link with more stories in the description of how the business uh, operates now. Yes, and and let's not forget about such parts of our daily life. Uh, going to malls is different in Ukraine. Despite the winter, fridges cannot operate forever without electricity and normal food is wasted. We cannot uh, think about uh, some um, imaginable number, but um, we assume it is really a lot. That is why such companies like Atabem, the largest network of supermarkets in Ukraine, have already started preparing for a total blackout. For example, Atabem has already purchased uh, 87 generator stations and ordered another 700. It seems that the company uh, should be able to cover it all its shops as they have more than a thousand malls all over Ukraine. Yes, but those generators should be powerful enough. Uh, and by the way, 
uh, Lviv and Kyiv city's council, uh, they decided to reimburse uh, 50 and 70 percent, uh, respectively, of the generator's price for people if they're using them for residential houses. So it means like um, the the local uh, the local self government uh, basically decided to provide compensation for people if they're using it uh, uh, and sharing it uh, with others and not just for their private purposes uh, which is really wise i think Yes, and the EU has just launched the Generators of Hope campaign to provide Ukraine with power generators. European Parliament's President Roberta Mazzola and Dario Nardella, Mayor of Florence and President of Eurocities, and we, of course, call on you, our listeners, to donate to. Some Polish cities uh, have already joined the initiative. If you cannot uh, reach out to your city council, you can donate to us. We are also working on getting a generator for our team, but as we have already mentioned, it needs gas. USAID also delivered a thousand power generators to keep critical service running in wartime. But of course, the needs of the largest country in Europe are much, much uh, higher. In the meantime, uh, what has this situation in general taught us? Well, like in order to answer this, uh, let's take a look at other spheres of life. In Cherkasy, a city close enough to Kyiv, a very ch- challenging surgery on the heart uh, has taken place. And right in the middle of the operation, the lights have been turned off. Against all odds, doctors performed it successfully. And the, um, the doctors revealed that uh, the surgery of Vasil, who is almost 60 years old, was difficult and it was necessary to replace part of the aorta. And it is called uh, Bental's operation. And it is one of the most complicated um, on, um, on person's heart. The operation began according to the plan, uh, according to the chair of intensive care, the patient's temperature was lowered, uh, his heart was stopped, and uh, and then he was connected to artificial blood uh, circulation, a ventilator, and and a host of other equipment, for instance, and control. Uh, in total, the operation uh, was was lasting almost seven hours, and uh, right in the middle of it, the lights have been turned off. Like it was exactly on the day when uh, when Russia uh, launched its recent massive attack on Ukraine's energy infrastructure, uh, and a total a total blackout in the city uh, has been uh, as a result. The operating room literally plugged into darkness, and and Vasil was almost on the brink of death, actually due to Russians. Doctors took uh, their cell phones and turned up their lights. Then a, g- a generator was turned on, but uh, again, as, w- as we have mentioned, it takes time, at least a couple of minutes. But doctors, they didn't have uh, the, uh, the capacity to, to lose such precious time. Such heroic stories are really common in Ukraine. Everyone does his or her job 
even if this is a challenge right now. And we also know, joking in some way, that things like getting a cup of coffee are difficult right now in Ukraine. And it takes not only some time, it takes also in some way even courage. And, um, and also it is not so easy. Absolutely. And unfortunately, the media suffers from those blackouts too. We are in Ukraine. Some of us, like like literally a few people from our team are abroad, but majority of reporters, uh, all our colleagues, uh, journalists, uh, media organizations need support to continue informing you about the situation. Free media is essential. The only way for us uh, now is to diversify our teams and uh, sources for supplying energy. Um, as this is already becoming the hardest winter in the modern history of Ukraine. But as you understand, generators really bring hope. But it costs a lot. That is why we ask you to become our patron on Patreon and bring our victory closer. And uh, with no secret, Ukrainians are still inspired to work on the victory. Everyone on his or her front.